<laughs> yeah, well, it kind of like you, you kind of it leads you to think that because you have Banjo Kazooie, you have Diddy Kong, and then you have Conquer. Although this was before Conquer's Bad Fur Day, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What do I do? Oh, you gotta press. Is that Banjo Kazooie? No, I want to be Diddy Kong. Yes, I'm turning down just a tad more. Okay. No, Alright, pick who you want. Oh, boy, I bet you I want. Okay. <coughs> <coughs> I want one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ, this game. Memories? Yeah, just memories, and like, it looks terrible now. And I just remember being it's so, being so friggin' hard. Yeah. Like, compared to, like, Mario Kart, Diddy Kong Racing was, like, oh, wait. No. rocket science. Compared to, like, Mario Kart. It was brutal as shit. Alright, what are you doing? Oh, we... I'm, I'm, <coughs> I'm changing hoverboard. Okay. Uh, so what are we doing right now? Uh, Steven brought over his Nintendo 64. Nintendo 64! Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Which one am I? Oh, okay, here I am. Oh, God, it's so freaking disorienting. I don't know. No, no. Okay, I'm trying to... Yeah, I, oh, wow, this is so weird. Right now we're playing um, Diddy Kong Racing on an actual N64. Um, hooked up to... Uh, it's it's like Mario Kart, but not. <laughs> yeah, again, it's Mario Kart, but brutal and hard. Yeah. Um, yes. Really, really fast. It's yeah, really this is actually a game that... This is one of the rare kart racers where they actually outdid Nintendo. Yep. Um, this is by far a better game than Mario Kart 64. Mario um, Kart's it added kind of like almost yeah. an adventure mode to the kart game as mm-hmm. opposed to just Mario doing like you know as opposed, as opposed to just over and over again circles a bunch yeah well I mean yeah you had like kind of an open world thing where you kind of kind of explore they still had like tracks that were isolated yeah but it, it kind of you had like a story you know to why everyone's racing around and Carts and airplanes and I don't know, hovercrafts. Remember there being a story. What Yay. was the story? Yeah, remember um the like what was it? Whizpig or something Vaguely, like that. Man. Yeah, and yeah. You had, like a boss battle at the I end st- of each. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, you had uh, yeah. I, I want to say his name was like Whizpig or something like that. You might be mixing because that up. There was the elephant genie. That had yeah. Okay, accents. yeah, I remember what you're talking about. And you had to get yeah. so many, like, balloons by completing... Hello! I am the genie of the island. <laughs> I am here to help you. <laughs> I remember buying this game and I gave up after a while because I did. I actually like Mario Kart way more than this. Oh, I 100%ed this game. Did you? It took me a whole summer. This is a hard game. We'll do different things. Try a car. You'll probably like a car better. Frustrated, uh... I'm ready. Evenings. <laughs> and days. I mean... This used to be a game that, like, my friends and I would play so damn much. Yep. Um, and that was the great thing about the Nintendo 64 is it was pretty much the first home console to have built-in four-player support. Um, like, for a good portion of its games. Yeah. I mean, the Super Nintendo did have some multiplayer games, but you had to buy that freaking dongle, and nobody had it, nobody cared. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did have, like, four-player adapters for the NES yeah, and for uh, the Super it. Nintendo. Um, I, in very few games actually supported that. Oh, crap, I'm in the drink. Um, yeah, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, the, uh, oh what was it? Lord. The multi-tap, I think, is what it was called for the NES, and I think they made a SNES multi-tap. They did, yeah. The only game that I can recall supporting the SNES one was, uh, 
Um, I think they had a Bomberman game. Yeah. Yeah. But um, very few, but with there being four controller ports in the actual N64, that meant that developers were more likely to actually develop four-player games, and we started getting four-player split-screen at home for the first time. And, How do you use the um, Z button on the back of your controller? The little trigger at the bottom, like on your index, underneath. Behind it, Connor. <laughs> it's funny that you're explaining to a child yeah. how to use a Nintendo 64 Thank controller. You. Yeah, this is the first time kiddos actually played. I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay. Has he seen one I don't think he's ever... I mean, I think he's played He's played stuff on Virtual Console. He's seen, like, Star Fox 64. And, okay. But, I mean, um, has yeah, he actually seen the that. consoles? I, I think he may have seen mine that was in a box, like, forever ago. Huh. That might be it. We just got done playing a couple rounds of WCW and WO Revenge. Which is amazing. Oh, oh my failed. God. Yeah. It's, it's, so that was really... Before that, you had, you know, like, the SNES Royal Rumble and stuff like that. Which was that. a good game. And, Which was and Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you had also, yeah. like, uh, the... Was it the WCW Nitro game? Where it was... Yeah. It was kind of like the old WrestleMania arcade game, where it had, like, Mortal Kombat-esque digitized 2D fighter versions of the wrestlers. Yeah. Um, it was very odd, and they had a lot of... Oh, that was Super Brawl. Was that Super Brawl? Yeah, Nitro came out on PlayStation 1, and later 64. Okay. I remember yeah. That. yeah. But that was kind of what, like, wrestling games were. Yeah, bad. Um, like, really bad, kind of, like, 2D fighters that... Um, yeah, this one was the first one to actually have, like, technical combinations. Well... Like, in a series of grapples, like, strong grapple, weak grapple. Technically, uh, N60, uh, like, NWO, uh, WCW World Tour was. Yeah. And Revenge was actually the sequel to it. One of the first three games I got when I got my 64 nice. was WCW and NWO World Tour. Very yeah, I nice. put a lot of hours on those games. And the best I one being, uh... Are we playing the same... Um, I guess I don't know. Oh, you may have actually. I, I don't know if I can exit out of this. Hit B, Connor. Hit B. Hit B again. There, there you go. Pick a different track. There you go. Let's go to Jungle Falls. <laughs> but yeah, um, they also the this was like THQ and AKI, I believe, developed these. I think originally they were part of like the uh, Fire Pro Wrestling uh, series. What am I? Which um, I really wanted to. Uh, like, I remember playing WCW and WO Revenge and World Tour, and I was yeah. dreaming. It's okay. You'll I was it dreaming out. of the day where they might make a, uh, a WWF yeah. one. Yeah. And then they did. And they did. W- uh, oh. WWF uh, WrestleMania 2000, I believe. Do you guys remember, oh, yes. like, Warzone? Yeah. That was. Oh, yeah. I had Warzone. I, I bought that, too, because it, they made it look cool on the yeah. commercials, man. Rocky doesn't suck. You suck. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was... Yeah, you, like, they, they showcased the Creator Wrestler and everything on there. Yeah, and I, I had a... It was a, clunky. I had Creator Wrestlers on there. How do I back up? Okay. I played <laughs> it because it was WWF. I think you press the brake. Oh. Press and hold the brake, yeah. I played it because it was WWF, not because it was good. Yeah. I, I wanted it to be I so good. I had that on N64 and <clears throat> PlayStation 1. Why'd you buy it twice? It was a different game, slightly. Oh, was Raw's World was the one on PlayStation 1. That's what it was. Uh... Do you remember uh, the PlayStation 1 game for Thunder? God, yeah. Yeah. Really bad. My God. I still would love an updated wrestling game with the the revenge control scheme. Oh, oh yeah. That would yeah. be... Well, to be honest, like the 2K series uh, kind of Similar, has right? taken a lot of cues from that. And wrestling... I, I have to say that like that um, series kind of revolutionized how... Um, 
wrestling games worked, the uh, 64 ones. Because it's a very simple, you've got like a, a striking button, you've got a grappling button. And then you can tap a strike for a light strike, or you can press and hold it for a stronger one. And same thing, uh, tap for a light grapple, or press and hold for a strong grapple, and then you can tap another button, either a strike or a grapple, plus the direction. And you've got all these options, it gives you like a, you know, a, a dozen or so different moves that each character can do. Um, so it, it's it's just really simple. Everyone can get it, even if you aren't like a wrestling fan. I have plenty of friends who um, enjoyed the hell out of the N64 games, even though they weren't super into wrestling. Of course, at the time, everyone I knew practically was. Yeah, everyone loved wrestling. Yes. That was the height yeah, of the Monday Night Wars. So. Yeah, I mean, everybody was at least familiar with wrestling at that point in the 90s. Man, I suck. <laughs> That's really bad. Are you second player or third player? I'm second player. I'm I, yeah, I think kiddos might be beating me. I don't even know where no, I'm he's going. in third. That's a corner, Aaron. This is hard. I've got go to... in the right direction. Oh, my God. Go in. You're going the wrong my, way. My <laughs> drive through the tunnel. Just go through. The... There you Shut go. Up. This does not handle Fuck. as well as you would imagine. <laughs> I know. That's why I never played yeah. it. Like I like, I bought it and then I was like, nope, Mario Kart. This <clears> game <throat> was all about learning how to drift. Yep. Yeah, and I'm. Like, once you could get the drifting down to where you were, like, flawless... Mm-hmm. Then you great. could own. The boss battles were, were wicked, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out. Ben, you wanna give it a, give it a try? I'll give it a show. Yeah. Um, so the Nintendo 64 came out in um, the U.S. in September 96, I wanna say? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember that. I was in... I was a junior in high school oh, when this came out. I'm so um, sorry. No, I was... I think I was a senior <laughs> in high school when this came out. And I remember... I was working at Subway and I saved up my money plus I sold my Super Nintendo games and console to my boss at Subway at the time to earn money for an N64. To this day, I regret selling my Super Nintendo stuff, man. I really regret selling my uh, Super Nintendo stuff. Connor. (laughs) Oh, we can't play. Try a different uh, course. That sounds fun. I wish you didn't sell your shit either. Yeah, I, I mean, I had a super scope. I have no combat. I have so much good stuff that I can be playing right now. Are you? What um, are you? Are you second player oh or first? Oh my god! <sighs> Boy, but um, yeah, I, I saved up. I got that. I got uh, Super Mario sixty four, which to this day yeah. is still possibly one of the greatest platformers I've ever played. Yeah, one of my favorite. Um, and and just this was. Really, the first mainstream console. Technically, the Vectris had um, analog control before this, but whoever who you know has ever played a, Be- a Vectris. I've never even heard of a Vectris. Yeah, yeah. Vectrix. 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 Sounds like a sex act. Yeah, it does. It could be. Could be. You have to pay extra for a Vectrix. You give me a Vectrix. But so, what you? This was the first control that really introduced analog sticks to gaming. Before you just had D-pads, or you had the little Atari joystick type thing, which was like four-directional or eight-directional. Yeah. This, you actually could move it, you know, the amount you move it is how much, you, you know, is reflected on the screen. So, it it, it kind of revolutionized, revolutionized how you could move in a 3D world, which Mario 64 was absolutely fantastic at... Um, showing off and yep. showcasing how this control could work. Um, it was, uh, it's a very weirdly designed controller. It looks like an M, you know, yeah. kind of. Looks like a like a grappling hook. Yeah, it looks like something Batman would throw at you. 
So, yeah. uh, but it, it worked, although it, it was kind of intended so that you could have, you had the D-pad on one side and you could use that for 2D stuff in case the 3D stuff didn't work out, I guess, and Nintendo was kind of hedging its bets. Yeah. But I can't think of, like, really any games, maybe, like, Yoshi Story. Uh, well, NWO, Revenge, I mean, is one of the ones that uses the D-pad for movement, and the analog stick is really just a taunt. So it's very, it's very odd. Hmm. Do you know what game I wish you had, Steven, right now? What's that? Episode 1 Pod Racer. Oh, my God. That is an amazing game. That's a good racing game. Dude, I, I'm kind of surprised that no one's... Did they ever do, a, like, a PC port of that or anything? They did a PlayStation 2 sequel. They did a Dreamcast port of it. Yes, they did. Yeah. A really good, pretty port. One of the cool things about Episode 1 Racer that not a lot of people knew is you could actually plug in two controllers for one pod racer. Really? And control it with two analog sticks. Really? Yes, if you plugged it Can in, like, I think... If you plugged it in, like, the number one and the number three controller spot, um, and, like, two and four if you wanted to do two-player split-screen, you basically would let you control it by using the analog sticks like hand controls, so they're like little pod racer things. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, want, you, I wish I knew that. Yeah, it, it was like, I would like to try that. And they never, that, I don't think it was ever in the instruction manual or anything like that. It was just kind of a thing that got around because the internet was in its infancy at that yeah. time. Um, so it was a really cool uh, little, like, neat way of playing. You want to play? Oh, Shadow of M- uh, Shadows of the Empire, Star Wars, man. That's probably this may have been my second or third game that I picked yeah, up. Yeah, I never played that. Really? That's one of the oh, better wow. Star Wars games that I. In my yeah. Opinion. Can we yeah. play this? Yes, you can. Turn I've it never off. Played is that the one with the? the is that the game with Dash Rendar? Yes. Dash Rendar. Uh, that, okay. that introduced Dash <laughs> Rendar and Prince Zizor and the whole kind of a whole expanded universe thing, which ended up becoming like comics and books. And, and that's what took place between uh, Empire and Jedi? Uh, no, I think, wasn't it post No, no. Well, that's that's why Dash yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah you're right. It. Yeah, it's, it's, it's between Empire and Jedi. Like yes. Intro. It also was kind of what popularized IG-88. Yeah, yeah. he was a big boss in it. Was it? Mm-hmm. That's a great level. That's where you're on a train, and you're going through like this junkyard planet, and you're basically fighting people. Do you have the first control? One, I think right. one of you should probably take the first player control. Alright. Let me show you how to play, buddy. Yeah. Alright, so this starts off in a really awesome way. Um, not immediately, but um, it involved uh, on-foot combat, like, you know, shooting and stuff like that, kind of third person. But it also had... Um, uh, but it also had, like, vehicle levels as well, where you're in your starship, or the Outrider, which was the name of his starship, um, but also uh, where you got to Dash Rendar jumped into a snowspeeder and helped take down Adats nice. on Hoth. And that was actually no, you don't one of the first uh, in a very long series of Hoth levels in video games. Um, and this was kind of one of the first ones. They had the Super, like Super Empire Strikes Back on Super Nintendo, which had a Mode 7. Um, Snowspeeder level yeah. uh, that you could play. This was the first time you got to see it like in actual like 3D. 3D. Yeah, and I'm very curious. I'd like to get to this part. Taking down the um, walker with yeah. Snowspeeder. In actual 3D. I'm going to give it off to Steven to let him play. <clears throat> um, okay. But yeah, this uh, introduced a kind of hi, I'm not Han Solo uh, smuggler called Dash Rendar. 
who we're seeing in a very pixelated cutscene right now. You know what actually really impresses me? Um, you can scoop that. What really impresses me about the uh, N64 is every game we've put in, um, I don't know if it's automatically just stretched into widescreen, but it still looks fine in widescreen. Yeah, a little pixelated, but fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, it's like 320 by uh, 240 uh, resolution, so it's going to be pixelated no matter what. Hmm. I liked, uh, I never played this, but I did play the crap out of Rogue Squadron. Yeah, Rogue Squadron was amazing. That was uh, one of the games I picked up when I first got the GameCube, which that was a day one purchase for me. In fact, that was I, the second Rogue Squadron, right? Uh, that was oh, your Rogue Squadron was originally N sixty four. I'm thinking of Rogue Leader. You're yeah. right. Rogue Squadron was one of the. Um, I love taking down the adats in Rogue Squadron. Yeah, yeah, and this actually predated the whole Hoth level, which you could unlock like original trilogy levels in Rogue Squadron by like getting good enough medals. On the other things, like Death Star Trench Run and like Hoth Attack and stuff like that, which I played that so much that I did. That was one of the few games to actually support uh, the memory expansion pack. For oh, the uh, the little upgrade thing you yeah, put in there. Yeah, there's that little like yeah. uh, kind of <clears throat> hatch that you can open up on the top of the N64, and you could put in there extra RAM. And I think there were like only I know a the Donkey Kong game needed. Donkey Kong needed it. Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron benefited from benefited. It. Uh, you could play in like uh, 640 by 480 as opposed to you know 320 by 240 resolution. But there wasn't that many games that actually needed it. Yeah, here we go. Here's the uh, the Snowspeeder scene. This in '97 was amazing. Like Do you remember the Toys R Us VHS they sent out about the Nintendo 64? Yes. This is one of the featured games on that. I love I I didn't get that one, but I loved getting the uh, the VHS of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, that's on YouTube. Yeah, I watched the crap. I think I posted that in the APR group. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. I really Um, like your action. Thank you. (laughs) Um, you're right now, Stephen. Is uh, you're not supposed to be shooting the shield generator, Stephen. (laughs) Return to battle, Stephen. Return to battle, Stephen. What the crap, man? There's one more. I don't know where it's at. (laughs) I wish we had. uh, Wow, that was quick. A couple games I wish you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you had uh, Yoshi's Yoshi's Story. Mm. I'll the crap out of that. Right? I have that on Virtual Console on the Wii U. That, is, that is nice. Most importantly, Pokemon Puzzle League. Oh, Pokemon Puzzle I League was amazing. So many. Hours I have on that, that on game. Virtual Console as well. Did they put that on Virtual Console? Yes, they did because they couldn't do Tetris Attack. The reason is because they uh, kind of. Legal rights between the company that owns Tetris. They didn't want them using it in um, the licensing agreements. Kind of expired. Yeah. So because it was called Tetris Attack, even though it had nothing to do with Tetris, it was just a Yoshi-themed version of Panel de Pond. Yeah. Um, they can't put it out on Virtual Console without having you, to change the the, the talking, ROM or something. Oh wow. Are you talking about like the like Pokemon Shuffle or? Not shuffle. It's kind of similar to it. It's a puzzle type game, but it's a lot quicker. It's actually kind of the remake of a game called Tetris Attack that was on the Super Nintendo. And it's um, where you swap uh, different colors around to try to make uh, combos and chains to uh, get uh, knock them off the screen. It's a yeah, cool that, puzzle that's game. That's definitely like Pokemon Shuffle. It's like that, but it's a lot more faster paced than Pokemon Shuffle. It's very similar, um, but. Yeah, Pokemon uh, uh, Stadium or uh, Pokemon Puzzle League was amazing. Um, I, I played so much of that, and I really now, 
we're talking about it, I need to break out the Wii U. I might go back and play that some more. Oh, Steven just suicided the back of an ATST. But, it but took you, it down. you took it down. A noble sacrifice, Dash Rendar made. <laughs> yeah, I, it, again, just playing this game, it was. It's. We had like the Super Star Wars series on Super Nintendo, which was a blast. But being able to like actually fly around in 3D in the Star Wars universe was amazing. Um, and Rogue Squadron, again, one of the ones that supported the memory pack along with, like, Perfect Dark uh, and Donkey Kong Country, um, was a really great kind of continuation of the vehicle levels in Yes. Um, just awesome, awesome fun. Um, I find the cable. Yeah, that's, that's the sequel to, or the prequel to the one, uh, the wrestling game we played before. The one we played is the better one, trust me. <laughs> one of the problems with WCW NWO World Tour, the, the first uh, THQ wrestling game, was um, that it was extremely easy to break out of a pin or submission. All you had to do is wiggle the analog stick. If you just tap it, you're, it just automatically broke it. Yeah. I do not understand how that could have gotten through testing. But it was like the cheapest, easiest way to just like never lose. Yeah, and of course, anytime you'd like break out of a hole while you're playing with your friends, they'd always accuse you of like you moved the analog stick, didn't you, freaking cheater? You know. So yeah, that that's why I, I like revenge. Revenge added a lot revenge more. Revenge fixed everything. Characters. World Tour didn't. didn't yeah. yeah, World Tour was barely a WCW game. Barely. It, it yeah. was a wrestling game, like a Japanese wrestling game that just yeah. happened to have a couple WCW people in it. Ric Flair would do a brain buster suplex. <laughs> it was kind of funny. In those old games, especially in those still only like WCW, you'd catch like some of, even the kind of create a wrestler yeah. and the option things. You could find um, players' moves from other feds because, again, Pro, uh, uh, Fire Pro would just. Include everyone's Aww. moves, no matter what. Oh, you almost knocked down the ATAT. Any yet? Oh no! Oh, You're really gonna start the whole thing? Guess you do. Oh, Prince Nizar is disappointed. <laughs> or happy? Maybe. Yeah, I guess he was the bad guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good level. Yeah, that is. I don't know how I ever beat this as a kid because I played it. You a had lot. a much more. You had much more of a like. Attention span for shit. He had time. Yeah. Like I, I, when I think about how, like, how much kiddo plays um, Minecraft Minecraft or like Lego Worlds or whatever. That's what I'm playing. And I like look at, I look at like the the hours logged on Steam. I'm just like, holy crap. I'm at a point where if I do anything for more than thirty minutes, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm -hmm. There's something more important I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky to get like. On a good day, if I can get 45 minutes of a video game, like, when Brody's winding down and before he goes to bed. Because, like, I've had Twilight Princess HD mm-hmm. for, it's been up for, like, two I've barely days. touched it, man. I haven't I've even gotten past the village. Okay, I just yep. got to the Water Temple today. Oh, God. And that's only because I got to, fl- like, I stayed up late playing it, like, the weekend it came out. And by late, you mean? Like, one thirty. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas yeah. when I was a kid, I would stay up until, like, 4. Easily. Yeah. I just can't do that anymore. I'm like, I got crap to do tomorrow. Even if it's just something like, I got a mop or something. <laughs> I got a mop. I got to go to bed early. I got a mop. You know, you know what's fucking, what's fucked up about adulthood? I got excited to buy a mop. 
Oh, I know. I get like, I went to Walmart, and I was like, I'm going to buy a mop. I'm going to mop the floor. It's going to be shit. I'm going to get it done. I got excited about buying refills for, like, the Swiffer. Should, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it used to be fun, like, going out and buying toys and video games, and now now I get excited for, like, like I have Home Depot gift cards, I'm going to be like, I'm going to fix my shower. <laughs> it's going to be great. My shower is going to be so much better. I know, and then, like, I think about... I, I mean, always, I still buy toys. I always thought it was weird when I was a kid and we'd go to Blockbuster with a mom and pop. I would always run a video game, and my mom would always run a movie, and I never understood. Why would you? Like, I don't understand. Why would the appeal you watch of, a movie? Yeah, like I didn't understand the appeal of movies. I'm like, movie lasts like 90 minutes, man. A video game will last me the entire week. Exactly, and now I'm like, eh. a movie's an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, ah, oh my god, why don't we have Pokemon Snap? Dude, Pokemon Snap is oh, amazing. I play that Why so much. That I have that on the Wii. Vir- it is. Oh, is it? It's okay. on the Wii Virtual Console. It's not on the Wii U. Uh, so that's the thing. I, I have it on my Wii U. All the times you had, all the little things you had to do to try to like get Gyarados to show up yeah. out of the waterfall. You had to perfectly yeah. knock a magic carp into a thing. Yeah, earlier. or like the the primate thing where you had to like hit him three or four times, like just right to mm-hmm. to get him to go and uh, turn into. Manky no, to, to turn into primate. Yeah. God, um, I played that so much. I, I probably played that dozens and dozens and dozens oh, of like times. It. Remember how we were speaking about Blockbuster, but remember that was one of the cool things My you could stuff. do is you could take the cart goes. to Blockbuster and they had like a little kiosk set up yep. where you inserted your cart into that and it would read the it would read the data from the pictures you took. And you could print out stickers. Very tiny. Very tiny. Really crappy yes. Polaroid-esque stickers yes. of the you, Pokemon that you took. I only did it once. Do yeah. you guys remember the Game Boy printer? Oh, yeah. I had a Game Boy camera and a printer. I had one, and I, I still have a dream of, uh, of making Game Boy printer, using Game Boy printer to make porn. <laughs> like, I want to make... <laughs> and then print them out and then scan them in and be like, here's my website devoted to... I There's absolutely no reason you couldn't do it. I want I you just... to do that, but as a coffee table book. Oh, that's such a good idea. Super low. Now I just need to find a... Now I just need to that's the get most... a bunch of naked ladies. That's like the most... And a Game Boy. That's the most hipster <laughs> Kickstarter project possible. There you go. Yeah, there you go. God. That will get funded in like 35 minutes. Oh, God. Yeah. I'd feel dirty taking money for that. <laughs> Would you buy the book? I, I'd buy the book just because I know you. Okay. But that's the only reason. I wouldn't buy it for myself. Would you give to the Kickstarter if it wasn't me? Uh, if it wasn't you... I would at least put it all maybe, on Facebook to let people know it exists. Yeah, I I'd, I'd pro- I might donate like $1 just to get the updates. Because right. I'm pretty sure that's going to get a lot of like nerdist publicity. God, yeah. yeah. Um, there was actually an interesting feature that was going to be included in Perfect Dark uh, involving the Game Boy camera. Really? And um, for, well, let's get into like the little kind of accessories and peripherals that um, the N64 had. It didn't really have a light gun or anything like that, sadly, or bazooka. But it did have, um, thanks to a game called Pokemon Stadium, a N64 transfer pack. And what you could do is that that went into the little slot where the rumble pack or the memory card went. uh, And then you could um, insert a Game Boy cart into a slot that was built into that. And what it was originally for was you had Pokemon Stadium, which essentially let you take your Pokemon from the Game Boy games and uh, play it on the N64 in kind of like like a versus mode, but it would be in a big 3D polygonal uh, thing with all these effects of like your Pikachu Electroblast and stuff. 
And it was really, really cool, but what um, the Rare was doing when they were developing Perfect Dark was they were going to allow you to use that transfer pack and the Game Boy camera plugged into it, take a picture of your face, and then use that to map onto like en- enemy NPCs in the game. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. And it would have been a really cool, neat feature that they eventually did with like sports games and stuff like that. But What's problem- to stop you from taking a picture of your balls? Nothing at all. Yes. There were two problems with that. And again, this wasn't online, so who cares? You know, um, It would be in your own home. But the problem uh, that happened was kind of twofold. One is it looked kind of like crap. You had to do a lot of tweaking and adjusting to get well, it to be fair, everything on Nintendo 64 looks like crap. Yeah, exactly. It looks okay. Oh, well, yeah, this considered. looks okay. But yeah, but I mean, they have spaceships look, flying around. It's yeah. fine. It's true. But the other problem was is that this was like in like 99, 2000. I think Perfect Dark came out like in 2000. Columbine happened, as well as a few other school shootings. And then the idea of letting kids shoot their friends in a video game kind of became a little bit of a problem. So that understandably was axed. But it was really neat to think about, like, in 99, 2000, they were going to, you know, do, uh, you know, this face mapping technology by just hacking stuff together. You know, originally um, in Goldeneye, which most people remember mainly for the multiplayer. The multiplayer mode. mode was hacked on like in the last like month or two of development. Oh, really? It was not intended to be part of the original thing. It was something that they kind of just the developers were screwing around with, and they're like, "Huh? Well, let's knock this out and put it in in the game." No, completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. I was at my brother's house, and he's got an Xbox One, which has like that recognition software. Yeah, if yeah. If, he, if he's in the room. Yeah. And I turned on the Xbox to watch Netflix and it was like, user not recognized. Oh. And I was like, oh. And then the next day I came over and I wasn't wearing my bandana. And then it was like, it thought I was Rob. <laughs> Is that so? You can impersonate Rob flawlessly? Apparently, yeah. Bandana. Like, I just had to like, I just walk in like this, like, <laughs> with, my mu- with my muscles out. Yeah, there you go. And take my bandana off and then the Xbox thinks I'm Rob. <laughs> Which uh, I told Rob, and I might have told you guys uh, a couple weeks ago, I got mistaken for Rob three times in one day. Wow. By people Rob, my brother, has tattooed. They thought I tattooed them. <laughs> wow. I mean, <clears throat> y'all really don't look that much no, alike at all. My That's wife thing, has even know? made the comment that if she didn't know you guys were related, she probably... Apparently you two, you two and your wife... Uh, are the only people that think that because anytime I run into someone, you're like, "You're Rob's brother, aren't you?" <laughs> every t- like every day it happens, Weird. or like Rob will be out. I mean, like, because I know you guys, I think you look are similar. We have similar, similar like features. I would believe related. You guys both have long hair. That's I think true. that's it. I think you look more like your sister, yeah, than your brother. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I'm your brother. But it was weird. No, the, the two of the people were like, "Hey, when are we going to fill this tattoo in? Or what? What should I do to cover this up?" And I'm like, "Talk to my brother. <laughs> so go to see my brother." Oh, you ain't Rob. I'm like, no. like really? You're going to ask me if I'm not Rob? You the Owl Man? You the hey, Owl Man? God damn it! Hey, you the Owl Man? God damn it! Anyway, what happened? You almost done. I don't know, man. She just accused everyone of being the Owl Man and she got locked up. Or yeah. just me, y'all. <laughs> Fire that token. Fire it. Um, yeah. Some other games. Rare actually was a company that kind of was they Nintendo's like MVP. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fantastic first party Nintendo games. Um, got Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time kind of just recreated adventure games oh, in 3D. I mean, 
practically every game has ripped that off. I mean, even like Darksiders, for God's sake, took stuff Mm -hmm. um, from Ocarina of Time. Um, But there's some other amazing stuff uh, that Rare did. uh, You know, not only uh, Diddy Kong Racing that we played, but Banjo Kazooie, which I didn't play that. Well, oh, banjo. It didn't appeal to me for some reason. Oh, I didn't want to play if it. If Mario Mario sixty four kind of like was this like revolutionary, like yeah. oh, this is how three D platformers should be. Banjo Kazooie kind of built on that and improved it in a lot of ways. I still like Mario sixty four better, but um, Banjo Kazooie well, banjo was, like was just really a brand new property and like yeah. created this amazing like it had different theme worlds like the Halloween world and, and a world you could explore like yeah. and, and it encouraged you by having the little jingos you had to find and then the music notes that you had to collect and then essentially Donkey Kong 64 was the same game which is Donkey Kong skins but with way too much collectibles oh god and the problem was is that you had to play different Kongs in the same stages to be able to collect everything uh, then so it's like a Lego game then um no, well, it's a platformer. No, um, I mean, yeah. in the way that you have started, to keep playing back was different. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, one yeah. of the first yeah. games that started the unnecessary trend of... Collect... Uh, yes, yeah. collect everything. I, I need every single one of these doodads. Did I ever tell you guys my, my horror story about Banjo-Kazooie and why I could never finish that game? No. Oh, man. Um, I had it for N64, and I was playing it extremely meticulously... To the point where I was, I would go and replay a level until I 100% at each level. So I'd go and I'd collect every little jingo do that was hidden in every musical. You're being note. very OCD about. So that. I was being OCD. I'm like, I'm going to 100% this game on my first playthrough. So I go through and I, I got everything. And also, there's like a little thing where when uh, you get to the end of the game, there's like little variable things where like you have to know information about Bruntilda, and she'll give you like a trivia. Uh, uh, quiz at the end that you have to answer if you want to be able to get through. No, he's shooting snowtroopers. So, I had I was at, like, that very last stage where you're at, like, the like, about to do the little final quiz and then you, I have, like, one more world to do. I had 100% everything at every level. Spent hours doing this. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna save here. I'll chill. But I gotta go to work, you know, so I'm gonna to set it aside. Well, I had cousins visiting that weekend. Oh, no. And mom had asked me, it's like, well, is it okay if your cousins play your Nintendo 64? I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Oh, yeah. The, all the stuff's cool. right there, you know, it's, it's easy to figure out. Just tell them to be careful. And so I come back after work. Oh, God. And I start up the game. Now, Banjo Kazooie was notorious for being extremely easy. To accidentally delete save files. So when you're trying to start a new save file, it automatically asks you, okay, so you want to overwrite your existing save file, right? No, 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 no. You have to go and actually like select to not accidentally save over. Gotcha. So what happens when I get home is I go back in my save file that I had spent hours and hours and hours getting everything on was deleted with a new save file that was about 15 minutes played. Oh, uh. I so you never went back? I never could go back. Because okay. I it just I couldn't. You know, I every time I tried to play, I'm just like I'm No. No. Even I even like when it came out on like three sixty in an H D remake, I like try, just I was thinking like, well I'll finally beat it now. I just couldn't. It, the memories were it was still too soon, man. <laughs> it was still too soon. Oh yeah, the Wampa Room. <laughs> yep. 
I remember this was kind of added. Uh, the, the room there's a room with like jail cells with several wampas in it, and it's actually a reference to a deleted scene in Empire Strikes Back, where they had captured several wampas and were keeping them in the base. And three PO um, removes like a, a warning sign when the stormtroopers are invading the base, and the stormtroopers go right into that room and end up just getting like murdered by the wampas. That's um. Like, looking back, like, first-person shooters, man, it's, uh... You have no reticle. There's no reticle. Well, this is really a third-person. I just changed it to first-person. Yeah. Even when you're third-person, you don't have a reticle. Well, it automatically goes to the people. Oh, that's helpful. Oh, man. Get him, Dash Rendar. Get him, Dash Rendar. So is this not canon anymore? Nope. Nah, not really. Um, Nothing's canon unless it's part of uh, Rebels uh, or the movies. What about Clone Wars? Um, I don't. Is Clone Wars still canon? Yes. Okay, Clone Wars, the new series, Rebels, and um, yeah, the movies. I think. Um, Those but dudes. What was I going on about before I got distracted by my banjo kazoo horror story? Um, uh, rare games. Yeah. Rare. There's a lot of really great rare games. You know, like Donkey Kong before. But there's also stuff like um, Jet Force Gemini. Yeah. Which is an amazing third-person shooter where you're like a little robot dude who shoots bugs, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, it, it's a game that, like, if it had been skinned as a Mega Man game, people would be just, like, talking about it fondly today. Yep. Um, again, Perfect Dark, of course, GoldenEye, which kind of revolutionized how... I mean, think about it. If we didn't have GoldenEye 64 in that split-screen mode, we may have never had, like, the Halo split-screen mm-hmm. mode. That was the first one to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and just so many hours spent. Um, Which I read that that game wasn't, supposed, wasn't initially going to have it, like, the, uh, the split-screen multiplayer, but the developers just kind of, like, did it for them. And then... Put it in. Literally just told that story like five minutes ago. Did you? Yes, yes. I did. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been looking at the pixelated <laughs> Star, Star Wars thing. Yeah, you heard it when I told it to you five minutes ago, asshole. <laughs> sorry, Dash Rendar's running around the yeah, screen. I mean, Steven's shooting things. He's, he's handsome and he's got shoulder pads, so I can understand you're distracted by his ass. He kinda, he's like cable with like. I think he kind of like Joe Dredd. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also uh, a Blast Core, which was another rare game that I absolutely love um, to this, and I, it's included in that rare replay uh, collection that's Is on Xbox really? One. Yeah. Wow. Um, you can actually get uh, several of the N sixty four games on um, that rare replay collection, but again, only for Xbox One. Why isn't it on Steam? And it's of course not stuff like Diddy Kong Racing, which had Nintendo characters right. as well, so you can't get Donkey Kong sixty four or anything like that. Did you know that Goldeneye wasn't supposed to have its multiplayer thing in there? Oh my what? fucking god. <laughs> um, what are some other uh, N64 games you guys uh, remember from? Quest 64. Quest 64, uh, interesting choice. I didn't like that I remember game. playing that yeah. game. Interesting I wanted choice. that to be so good. Yeah. I played The Legend of the Mystical Ninja Star. Oh, yeah, dude. That, that was good. Fun. That, that was, was like good. a blind rental because they had nothing else I wanted. It was a sequel to a Super Nintendo game, yes. uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, which I have on the virtual console as well. A really great two-player game. Um, now, was there multiplayer in this one, I'm assuming? Not that I remember. It was more those characters, but like a Mario 64 type of game. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Um, uh, but Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, mm-hmm. um, Donkey Kong 64, the Zelda stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. Star Fox 64. I played so much Star Fox, Star Fox 64, 64 man. That was an amazing game. 
Um, it, they remade it for the 3DS. So I literally have no reason to ever go back to the N64 version because the 3DS version is just the same game except everything's prettier and it looks fantastic and it's in 3D. Nice. But, um... Uh, Wave Race 64, did you guys ever oh, play that? Yeah, I played that, yeah. The crap out of Wave. Oh, and yeah. the cruising games. Cruising, cruising USA. USA. Yeah, Cruising World, I believe, is the other one. Um, they uh, Those were part of their deal with Midway. Originally, the uh, Silicon Graphics Inc. chip that they used powered the N64. Um, they also had a deal with Midway to also make uh, arcade games based yeah. on the similar thing. So we got ports of... Um, uh, of yeah, the the cruise in USA games, the, the Rush game. We also got um, uh, what is it, Killer Instinct? Yep. Which was kind of an in, it wasn't even really Nintendo's. It, it was a rare game, but it was kind of uh, one of those like one of the first Nintendo only fighters, I guess. The mm-hmm. one that just only existed on the Nintendo systems. Yep. Yeah, I. I was never a huge fan. It, it I was, never cared for Killer Instinct on nah. Super Nintendo or 60. It was Killer Instinct Gold on the 64. Yes, yes. And that was like supposed to be a port of the arcade version. They had... The Super Nintendo was still kind of viable when they first uh, brought out Killer Instinct. Um, so they had like a really, really like scaled down version on Super Nintendo as well. But the N64 was supposed to be as close to the arcade as it wasn't quite. It, you could tell. Right. You know? Um, it, it just, it wasn't quite there. But, I mean, it was, I don't know. It, it was amusing because you had the, like, combo dude and the announcer. I think that's what most people, like, remember and like from that series. Ultra combo! Like, uh, I really want to get an Xbox One. Just mm-hmm. so I can play the new Killer Instinct game. Mm-hmm. Because I love that it's like the music is based on the attacks, mm-hmm. like the combos. Like oh, it's, really? It's, like, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, your ultra, whenever you do your combos, the, the music interacts with so that. So it's like dynamic. Does Rob yeah. have that? Uh, he has an Xbox One, but he doesn't have it. What, I mean, wasn't Like, when you start doing your ultra crop combo, it goes all crazy into like. Doesn't that have Skrillex-y kind of, kind of a free-to-play-ish model where they yeah. have like a couple characters every month? They have like a season through? every month. Or yeah, and you can just buy. You can buy to unlock everything if you want. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's one of the games that makes it. me want to get a uh, Xbox One. Yeah, but at this point, I don't care which one I get. Just someone buy me a new console. Oh, uh, I've pretty much given up on the idea of getting a new console anytime soon. I'll probably get one when the next consoles are on the horizon, and I can pick up one of these for like. I look. I'm thinking like, about two Black Fridays from now. When we get one, I was gonna say this Black Friday will probably be the first one where they drop the price because mm. I look for them to drop the price when the NX comes out. Because mm. if the rumors are true about that, it's supposed to have be more powerful, which. Yeah, but there's a lot of rumors out. Who knows? Right. <laughs> you know? But I don't even know if, if I had an Xbox One or, or PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if I'd use it. I play my Wii U more than PS4. Mm. I just want to play the new Batman. Yeah. And I want to play the new Halo. That's all I wanted. Uh, that's all I, I wanted to play. And I want a pizza. Game. That's all I want. I wanted to play the new Halo when it yeah, was first out, when the commercials were everywhere. But I, I until you said that, I had honestly forgotten that it had come out. I still haven't played Halo 4. Halo 4 was good. If you yeah, like that. I, I played that. You played Halo? You shouldn't, shouldn't be playing Halo. Anyway. Uh, you freaking on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there is uh, Blast Corps was another rare game My that I really uh, loved. And the concept of that was is 
you had to demolish a town before a runaway train that was carrying like a nuke or something collided into the town and exploded. So I don't know why this train was on a track that apparently goes directly into buildings, but you had to use various kind of like large vehicles, either like bulldozers or dump trucks or something to just smash and level like this entire town within a certain time limit. And it was super fun despite the fact that the storyline was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, like Earth Defense Force. Yes, yeah. <laughs> One of those games where you're just like, I love shooting ants. I don't need a reason. Nope. And if, if I've got split screen with a friend to shoot ants as well, they made like three of those. Now. You know what? Let's put in giant robots too. Damn it! Yeah, yeah. And Godzilla shows up at yeah. one point. Like they made three of those games. Yeah, they made it seven. I've only played the first two. Yeah, it's uh, they're a lot of fun. I they always have the trilogy play. on sale. Mm. The EDF trilogy. Yeah. Oh, EDF. I think they made like a portable version for the PlayStation too. Did they? I think so. Nice. The Vita or whatever. I don't know. I think Sony might be done with handhelds, man. They should be. For the best. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing because I How like that they... they done? Just... Well, they have the PSP, then, like, they had... Wasn't it, like, a PSP Go or something? Yeah, like a smaller version have, of it? Yeah, it didn't... It was all digital. It was all digital, and... Yeah, yeah. And then they had the PS... Uh, Vita. P Vita. Yeah, PS Vita. And I think that's it. But the Vita really underperformed... And it was sad because it's a nice system. It was I mean, the PSP really was a nice system. Yeah. I mean, they were dumb to go through UMDs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they wanted to have a proprietary media disc like Sony always does. And that's actually one of the things about Vita that's kept me from it is I know that I'm going to want to get the largest memory card, but I know that I'm going to have to buy it from Sony for twice. I hate Sony. Ugh. As we are recording this on a Sony laptop, I hate Sony because everything Sony is like specifically like, you go buy our memory Like yeah. you said, yeah. Yep. Going back Dicks. to the 64, because I just thought of this, mm-hmm. Do you? I always thought it was weird. There was a memory card for the Nintendo 64, yes. but it was only for certain games, because other games would save to the cart. Yeah, like most games, there were a few games that required it, or a few games that had optional use of it. World Tour required it if you wanted to like save any like wrestler customizations. Right. Um, That's the only reason I used yeah. it. The only reason I used it was for uh, my copy of No Mercy, if you kept playing it too much, it would erase all of your. Uh, it would keep the player data, but it would erase all your custom characters. Mm. So, like, you used it for backup. So, I would back up my characters because every day it would eventually erase. Yeah. And I'm not sure why. Uh, that sucks. Which um, I looked it up, and that was a lot of people had that problem. Yeah. Uh, Wave Race had an option where you could like they had like set, like adjustable settings like that you could kind of tweak. And you could save your personalized settings on a memory card if you wanted to, but then you'd have to load it every time you... It was like, why is this... I guess it exists solely because you can say that you added a purpose for the memory card. Almost kind of like the Dreamcast had that little... The VMU. The VMU, VMU. and I'm like, cool, I can can raise my my Sonic Adventure Chow. I'm not gonna. I did until the... I did until the battery died after four hours of being used. Huh. Like the, it used little watch batteries, yep. and those things would die so quick. But a lot of games had like little cute mini games you could play. It was neat, but yeah, it's it's not practical if it dies in four hours. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of dumb. Um, or some of the worst N sixty four games, Superman sixty four. Oh god, I played that once. Um, um, WWF Warzone was awful, yeah. as we mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> I played. I had a game called Biofreaks. Oh, God, I don't remember Biofreaks. 
I remember a game I bought and returned the same day to GameStop back when you could do well, it when it still badges. Yeah. It was Quake. Oh. Oh, the Quake Court was really awful for N64. Yeah. yeah. They had a Doom one which was okay, but Quake was kind of pushing it. Yeah. I play, also played the crap out of, uh, I did play the crap out of Duke Nukem 64. Oh, yeah. That was just a port, though, of yeah, regular yeah. Duke Nukem 3D, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it had, like, maybe one or two uh, additional bonus things in it. Uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero oh, was so God. friggin' awful. Because they yeah. gave fighter controls to a busted platformer. Yeah, yeah, they, it, it was, it's just awful. It's super awful. Um, they did have a nice. Uh, and, it, and I remember it didn't even have cutscenes. Like it had just still frames with like yeah. text. But then the PlayStation version had full motion cutscenes. And that that was kind of the bummer about the N sixty four is you did have the advantage of the fact that it was on a cart and there were the load times were almost like nothing. Yeah, yeah. But, Resident Evil two, which I had for yeah, the carts tapped out at like sixty four megabytes of of storage, whereas the CD had like what like six eighty. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you had all that room for cutscenes and for. Uh, like full dialogue games like in this one the cutscenes that we saw you know are all just like still pictures with text on it Star Fox 64 I think was the first Nintendo game that actually had full voice acting it was kind of amazing at a time and it was only because dual barrel rolls yeah it was only because they had figured out like a voice compression trick that they could do the, the N64 had a lot going for it. Like, you know, it was really the only true 64-bit architecture system. The Jaguar was like two 32-bits, you know, cobbled together. Um, but uh, it had some issues uh, with it, especially like with sound and texture memory. There was not a lot of memory for texture, so you'd have textures, but they'd be kind of spread out uh, and like stretched. Um, so you didn't have like the jaggies that you get with the PlayStation with the polygons, but the textures wouldn't always look as good. And also the sound um, used the like main system processor instead of being its own dedicated chip like it was on the Super Nintendo. Right. So uh, what would happen is it, if you were like trying to push the system, sound was generally going to be like the area that you kept as an afterthought, you know, as opposed to graphics, so you'd have a lot of, like, poor quality MIDI um, uh, music and sound effects. One thing I will say about the 64 is the games, all the, I thought they were worse at the, well, like, graphically and stuff worse at the time than the PS1. It aged way better. Yeah, I, I, it's it's not as jaggy as the PlayStation. PlayStation 1 games are borderline unplayable. Right? Yeah, look at Final Fantasy 7. Oh, dude, Final man, Fantasy yeah. 7. There are sections in that where it's just like, ooh, it, these are just... Majority like of the monsters people yeah. made, you know? Yeah. Um, a few other... Oh, he found the Falcon in the Hoth base. Good job, Dash. No, that's the Outrider, I'm sorry. Falcon is here. Yeah. I forget where... <laughs> oh yeah, um, right. I saw. Yeah, that's oh, the outrider. That that's where you're supposed to go, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, they on your boat? They on your ship, yo? They on your ship. Yeah, yeah Shrendar is really good at getting shot. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, pretty it's impressive. This is pretty. Or a Daddy, laser. I found a paintball gun. Hmm. Oh man, um, there are some other great games uh, for N64 that we haven't mentioned. Beetle Adventure Racing. Did you guys ever play yes, that one? Yes, that was no. very fun. That was a great game. That's another game which nearly approached toppling Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great tracks where you just raced as beetles, but it was like very over the top, almost like a cruising USA style um, uh, style of racer where you could find shortcuts and. 
uh, boosting, doing like all these over the over the top crazy ass jumps. So it was uh, it was a really really fun game. Another one I enjoyed was Automobile Lamborghini. I never played that. It one. was uh, it was like Beetle Adventure Racing, but okay. it was all Lamborghinis. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the more obscure. There was one called. Space Station Silicon Valley? Yeah, that was actually by uh, um, DMA North, mm-hmm. which eventually changed their name to Rockstar. Really? And created the Grand Theft Auto series, yes. Mm. Yeah, wow. um, but before GTA, that was uh, that was uh, Rockstar. That was a very fun game. That was a frequent rental for me. I don't know why I never bought it. What um, was was Body Harvest? Do you remember that game? Yes. Yeah, that was and Nightmare Creatures. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Nightmare, I remember Nightmare Creatures? Creature. I remember Nightmare Body Harvest was good. There was one called like Bio Freaks or something. I just yeah. then said that. Fun, or, no, or, is, sorry. This, is this a sorry. gag? Sorry. 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 Guys, fun. <sighs> yeah, he was he was being Dash Randall. Yeah. So he's excused. Okay, fine. Uh, other stuff uh, you guys remember? I had a game called Mischief Makers. Mischief Makers. That was like a, a shooter, wasn't it? Like a two-player. It was shooter? like an anime. It was like an anime right? side scroller, jumping up thing with. Little oh, it was thing. a platformer. It was a platformer. Okay, yeah. I, th- I remember it being a shooter, but I'm sure you remember it better than I do. Yeah, I didn't like it very much. <laughs> um, there's a, a lot of stuff we sadly missed out on. Uh, the 64DD, you guys remember hearing about the that? The disc drive? Yeah. Yep. It did come out in Japan, technically. What was there in Japan? I want to say it was for the Dreamcast. It was like, so you could check like news and like stop. Oh, that, they had a, a service uh, like that on NES. Oh, there was, was a Famicom mode okay. in yeah. They also had one for um, Super Nintendo. They had SegaNet in the States for the Genesis, which allowed you to get a modem, but which allowed you to download um, Genesis games like you basically would rent them digitally wow. I remember vividly we stayed at this hotel in Myrtle Beach it was like brand new when we stayed there at the time it was called The Reef mm-hmm. it's still there like every time we go to the beach when I go running I see it and it looks the same as it did like it looks like it hasn't been upgraded since we stayed there nice um, but they had in the room it was like it just looked like a black box, kind of like your dish receiver. Mm-hmm. And um, it had this, like, generic bastardization of a Super Nintendo and Genesis controller. <laughs> and you could rent porn, or you could rent Genesis and Super Nintendo wow. games. Wow, that's kind of impressive. And this this would have been, you know, 93, hmm. 94. Um, but that's just bizarre to think that, that technology existed. I remember they, uh, like, near the end of the N64's lifespan, they started putting a, like, little play uh, kiosk up in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I remember for, like, like 10, 15 years afterwards, they'd still have, um, like, those kiosks up with Excitebyte 64 stuff, yep. like, this stuck one, on it. I, I want to say... I, I say every single one of those probably had Excitebyte 64. There's one in... Upper South Carolina, we would always stop at to like get a drink and pee on our way to the beach. Mm-hmm. And up until a few years ago, they still had one of the sixty-four kiosks oh, before like cool. they demolished that McDonald's and like rebuilt a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there's somebody on Instagram that I follow that has one of those in their house. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like the actual like little setup. That's yeah. kind of cool. I wonder how, if they just they were probably a manager <coughs> or something. Yeah. And they were gonna they told him to throw it out. 
I remember my cousin had her tonsils out in... It had been like 2001-ish. Mm-hmm. And they had... This is at the... I guess the general... Um, on the kids' hall, they had a cart that they wheeled around that was a 64 cart. <laughs> it had like a TV and the 64 and like four or five games you could play. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Going back uh, to... Uh the 64DD, which is a little... Essentially what it was, it was a magnetic drive that connected to the underneath of the N64 and would sit on top. I was um, always wondering what that little thing on the bottom of the 64 was. Yeah, that would be like the little slot. Actually, the Super Nintendo has a little slot at the bottom, too, which would have connected to the Super Nintendo, the PlayStation CD-ROM drive, which never came to be and ended up creating an entire new com- uh, competitor. Yeah, I, did you watch that video of one guy who found one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he yeah. couldn't really get it to work, but he was, like, showing what it was, because I guess it was yeah. in a box. Oh, yeah, like, I remember. He, he got it to work, but it, I don't think they had any software for it. That was the problem. Yeah. Like, someone was just throwing it away, or he got it in, like, a... Uh, like a. It's like, I think it was, like, an estate sale, or it was, like, some kind of... like a storage shed from some company, yeah. Yeah, it was... It was yeah, it, it was not someone he was connected to. It was, yeah, kind of a oh. weird thing. Or stay. Duke Attack. Um, but the 64DD, uh, originally, um, that was the platform that things like Ocarina of Time was going to be launched on. Oh, okay. um, And uh, what actually happened with that is uh, they had a whole Master Quest thing, which, like in the original Legend of Zelda and some of the other things, they would have kind of a second quest you could play uh, by once you beat the game, where everything's kind of remixed. And this is what uh, Ura Zelda was, what it was originally called, was going to be a remix of Ocarina of Time with new dungeons and everything changed up so you could kind of play the game again in a new way. Well, that ended up not happening, and they eventually released it on the cart. Um, they did come out with this Ura Zelda on the disk drive, and it did eventually get released um, when, for GameCube, they had the little master... They had the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time uh, collector's disc you could get, I think, when you pre-ordered Wind Waker, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And it had um, the original Ocarina of Time, plus it also had that ma- that Ura, Vel- uh, Ura Zelda, which they renamed as Master Quest. Yep. So it did, I had that free yeah. disc, man, and it's I don't know... It's so valuable, somebody, man. And it's gone. Happened to me, too. And I'm so pissed. Yep. Happened to me, too. I had that disc, and I had the one that came... I bought a second GameCube when they released them in silver, mm-hmm. and got rid of my purple one, because it was dying. Yeah. Um, and it came with a Zelda disc that had, like, the original... The original Zelda and the Adventure of Link. The only one it didn't have, I think, was, like, Link to the Past at the time. Yeah. And the Game Boy ones. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But you could... Uh, yeah, I think Link to the Past was the only one missing from that collection. That was really nice. Um, Didn't they make a Mega Man 64? Yes. They did. Yes. Mega Man Legends. Well, Mega, well, Mega Man Legends was um, the PlayStation series, and I think, was there one or two of those? I think they were there making was a one, three that got there canceled. Was a, or was two the one that never came out? Two never came out. There was the Misadventures of Tron Bone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there was a Mega Man 64. I, I barely I remember didn't play it. it. Because Jet Set or Jet uh, Jet Grand Radio? No, no. Uh, what Jet First Gemini. Gemini was a much better Mega Man game than Mega Man sixty four. Uh-huh. It's just how it Mega worked Man sixty four. Like I, I just remember the cover, and oh, he didn't yeah. have his hat on. Yeah, yeah I remember that, but I was thinking for some reason that it was just Legends. I like Mega Man. Because that never shows sure. up like in a collection, which is weird. I don't think they were particularly proud of it. Oh, okay. There, <laughs> it's just Mega Man. 
I wonder if that is the same because I definitely played it looking at these. Screens. Maybe they renamed it for um, just because everything on sixty four was called sixty four port. Okay, it's the same game. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I'm looking through a list. Uh, Rampage World Tour. Did you play, play that? that? Really? Yes. Love that. That was a lot of fun because you could play Rampage. You could play with four people, and they added a bunch of new monsters you could be. Plus, it was a lot more interesting. They'd have like different themes for the different areas of the world, so it wasn't. This is Detroit, which looks exactly the same as St. Louis, which looks exactly the same as Los Angeles. Um, I really enjoy that, and that's a, a, a series that I kind of wish they'd bring back. You Here's know? a series I'm going to throw out that I detest. Hmm. The Mario Party series. Oh my god, yeah. I I've love never, the first two. Nope. It has been on life support since the first it, two. Yeah, the, the first two were fantastic and was a great way to spend time with friends, but from three on, it just. Oof. I never got it, man. I never gave a shit about Mario Party. Like, I just didn't care. Maybe I didn't have enough friends. Uh, Super Smash Brothers started yes. off on 64. Smash Brothers was great. And that was one of the games that, like,. If you missed out on Earthbound, which a lot of people did, like a lot of people are hipsters about it and swear it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most people who, like, fondly talk about it. I know one guy who was it. playing Earthbound when it came out. I would have got that had I known about it just for the big box and stuff it came in. Like, that would have appealed to young... I would have known what I, I was didn't want to play it because free and electronic gaming monthly had the most disgusting <laughs> ads for it. Where it's like earthbound, and then it had scratch and sniff stickers. Where you scratch them, and it smelled like poop or smelled yeah. like farts. And I'm like, what does this have to do with the game? I'm not playing it. Um, but I remember, like, Electronic Gaming Monthly had really bad marketing ads, just like gross things, like a big jar full of toenails for some video. Games yeah, the around. '90s where every video game ad had to be edgy. Yeah, you know, and just uh. also the Nintendo sports games kind of. Took off on the sixty four. Yeah, um, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis were both amazing Mario tennis um, games. Is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Still very. In fun. fact, I honestly, I, I would have to say, until the three DS version, the N sixty four version of Mario Golf was the best version. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, the, the I have Mario Tennis for three DS as well. Not as much fun as it was on the N sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> That's still kind of a bad game. I do need to make a correction. I think I said, uh, was it a Space Station Silicon Valley was by uh, yeah. DMA? I, I think Body Harvest was actually oh, okay. the one that Rock... I was going to say, that seems came. weird to go from that, because yeah. that's a very cutesy family game. Yeah, I was I was incorrect about that. Um, Did you know GoldenEye's multiplayer? Fuck <laughs> you. Yes, Body at Harvest was uh, DMA Design, which stands for Doesn't Mean Anything, which eventually became Rockstar North. In fact, Body Harvest had a lot of vehicular combat where I think we were killing, like, bu- traveling through time to kill invading bugs or something like that. I think so. And that the, the vehicle stuff actually was kind of a very early prototype for what they would eventually use in GTA 3. I'd like to actually go back and play that. I'm sure I could track down that game for next to nothing. If you're able to track down a Game Boy camera, too. Uh, I'm, I'm not kidding. I might I do that. may have one somewhere. I don't know if my brother took it and sold it on eBay, mm-hmm. but I might have a, yeah, that. If, and a if you guys come up with one, like or find one on Instagram, I can easily put out that on Craigslist. Being like, and I'll be very upfront, saying willing to pay models so that I can take pictures of you with my Game Boy camera for, uh, for a coffee table book of Game Boy camera. Porn. 
Did you know that originally Goldeneye yeah. wasn't supposed to have multiplayer mode? <laughs> uh, Could you tell the story? No. I played that game years before I ever saw that movie. Really? Yeah, so like, it had a good story mode, but I didn't really know yeah. what was going on. I had already seen Goldeneye um, because my grandma, who would just obsess, he had HBO and would tape every new movie. And then put it on a tape with like three other movies. And then send me boxes full of these VHS tapes. So I got to see GoldenEye like, like I think like 96. Um, which the movie came out like in 95 originally. So when it came out, it was like a, uh, on um, the N64. It was already like two years behind. Um, you know, it was old news at that point. So it was very delayed for a licensed game, but... To this day, that's probably one of the games that people look back fondly with uh, on on the N sixty four more than anything else, just because of that multiplayer. A lot of fun, man. Um, other games, Battle Tanks. Did you guys play that series? I remember Battle Tanks. Battle Tanks had an amazing commercial that parodied the Snuggle Bear. They had a, like a series of it. I remember those commercials. Yes. I remember those. Yeah, because um, the Snuggle Bear was there, and then kept getting blown the frick. Yeah, up. and then they did like a, a six million dollar man parody where after the the snuggle bear got destroyed by the tank. Um, like scientists came and gave it like like cybernetic implants and like that we can make oh, it stronger God, and faster. I remember this. Running, and then like he goes out and then the tank just blows him right up. But uh, yeah, those are great commercials. And I remember I think there were actually some kind of legal threats from the snuggle like, company. Yeah, I guess Downey or whatever yeah, the company makes is. Snuggle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, do you guys ever play the Castlevania game? Yeah. Yep. I tried, man. The first one was terrible. The, the second, second one, one, not as bad. I didn't know they made But not one. good. I, played the f- I remember I couldn't, I couldn't get into the first one at all, but I did play a decent amount of the second one. The second one was essentially kind of like a 1.5 version. It was sort of the same story, but it added like a werewolf character you oh, could play. Oh, okay, cool. But it was still the same story, right? Similar. Yeah. Something. I don't know. I just remember running around hitting skeletons. I like, uh, yeah. Oh, God, there's a lot of that. It, the problem, that was one of the problems with the N64 is it really couldn't do mood great. You know, because you're playing this Castlevania game and, like, on Super Nintendo or even, like, you know, the 8-bit, you could have, like, kind of dark, you know, creepy graphics. But the N64 just, they, they didn't pull it off. Everything was too bright and yeah. too... It just, it wasn't spooky. You know? It was kind of disappointing. Um, mm. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. Um, that another rare game that originally when it got announced it was supposed to be like a really cutesy, happy platformer starring a very friendly cartoon squirrel that ended up going very, very weird. Yeah. Along the way, um, it was probably the first um, one of the not probably the very first, but probably one of the first like M. <coughs> Rated, you know, Nintendo games. I, I have to say, uh, just a filthy, vile um, platformer with cartoon characters dealing with a lot of scat humor and yeah. swearing. Yep. And at one point, I'm going to it. Gears that were raping each to other, it. and yeah. it was very like explicit <laughs> about how it, this was like non-consensual gear set. It was, it was really I remember, creepy. I remember there being a South Park game. South yeah, Park came as that. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, I remember that. You could throw dodgeballs there where you had to three. fight turkeys. There was, there was the the one we were just talking about. Yeah. That's like the first person. South Park 64. Uh, then there was South Park Chef's Love Shack, which was like a trivia game. That was a trivia game, game. Yeah. 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 And then there was South Park Racing. 
Yeah, wow. I'm impressed that you remembered all this. I was a South Park guy. Oh, uh, uh, man. Any other games you guys can think of uh, that we haven't... Oh, F-Zero X. Yeah. That was that was what I wanted to mention, uh, because I got that game, and it was amazing. It was actually the first game that touted that it ran at 60 frames per second, hmm. because uh, it was very low polygons, and you could have, like, a ridiculous number of racers. I want to say it was, like, something like 40 racers on the track or something. Um, but uh, everything was in 3D. They kind of all the cars were very low polygons. You could have all these other carts that you go and basically, if you didn't knock out like 15 to 20 other racers by just smashing into them, what the hell were you even doing playing the game? You were playing it wrong, man. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of just crazy ass chaos and and just loops and weird stuff. The 64DD was originally going to have a track editor and customization software title for F0X where you could design your own your own courses in 3D. You could design your own cars and vehicles. And it was so cool. I've seen YouTube videos where people have like kind of gotten a copy of the Japanese one and played around with it and showed it off and designed tracks and put them up on YouTube. And it, if I had had that as a kid, that was like one of the things about the 64DD that had me most excited. Yeah. was the idea that I could build my own F-Zero courses and my own F-Zero cars, and it never came to be, sadly. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, I've Obama. two that I just remembered through scrolling, and I just lost them. Thanks, Ben. Um, Mission Impossible? I never played Mission Impossible oh, for It before. looked awesome. Like, I remember reading about it for months was in that Nintendo Power. based on the Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. Okay. okay. And, like, I thought it was so cool because it just was busted. Mm-hmm. From what I can remember, like it did not control well. Had a lot of good ideas, but just yeah. Um, what? I'm just trying to scroll through on my phone. This makes one. Oh, <laughs> Harvest Moon '64. Oh yeah, didn't play that. I'm a big Harvest Moon. Oh, uh, back when though. Farmville was awesome. Yep. Before there was Farmville, Harvest Moon was basically your farming simulator to go to, um, where you could go around and. I always friends fairies and date I, yeah. three different girls. In the I was village. always waiting for something sinister to happen because it kind of <laughs> had like a Zelda art style. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm always waiting for like, all right, when's the person going to show up and my dude start fighting? No, nope. <laughs> never. Just had a plant crop. So. All of a sudden, moblins attack you from the bushes and try to steal your cow. I mean, anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of awesome games um, on the N64, man. Um, we're I'm sure we're missing some. Pilot Wing 64. That was one that yeah, I remember. That, like, that was the that other was launch, launch title. title yeah. That was the other launch title. I never owned it, but I, I remember like renting it several times because I used to love. They had a little map that was just like little states or something like that, and it was a tiny version of the U.S. where like New York was like this little city you could fly around in. And then you go to like the Midwest and you'd see all the big landmarks, but it'd be a very small short version of it so you could like hang glide or jetpack around a little mini version of the US. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but it never <laughs> The Turok games. Oh Turok Dinosaur Hunter, yeah. Mm-hmm. That started off as like you're in a jungle and you have like a shotgun and a knife or a bow and arrow and a knife and then it got ridiculous with like Space Age, like, they, laser guns. They had, like, in multiplayer, that one of the weapons was, like, essentially a phantasm ball that you yeah. could, like, bore into people's heads. A friend yeah. of mine just texted uh, Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. Yep. Which was 
really fun, especially if you had the, the adapter to be able to plug in your game. The transfer pack. Which yeah. I didn't. Because I just had the cartridge because somebody like was sell- said they'd sell me their copy. They gave me the game. Uh, and and then, then their parents moved, moved they moved away and I couldn't get the... Uh, and and where are you going to get a transfer pack that isn't bundled with the game? Already, exactly. You know? So I just got yeah. to play the. Ra- I played the shit out of it. Yeah. They had mini games built in it too, which mm-hmm. was were fun to play. I remember enjoying playing the like little mini games. And also, uh, Time Splitters too. Time Splitters. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that. good stuff, man. I really like Time Splitters a lot. Um, Super Smash Brothers is a game that they got its start on the Nintendo sixty four. We haven't even mentioned that. Um, yeah, I mean, damn. We've had, what, four of them now? Yep. Uh, I still think the best one was the one on... Was it the one on the Wii that had the storyline? Uh, that's the one that had the subspace emissary storyline, yeah. yes. Uh, a lot of people don't care for that, because, I, and I don't care for it because the, it's a little weird. It the, is The bizarre. way the characters control. Right. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, Melee, everything's like quick. And then like the Wii U version that came out after uh, Brawl kind of sped things up, but it's still not quite right. like I remember it from Melee, you know? So, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, don't I know. like Smash Brothers, but at the same time, I feel like Smash Brothers is one of the most overhyped oh. series, because there, there's not a lot of substance. It's this, very mindless fun. Mm-hmm. But it's mindless fun with, with not nearly as much skill required. Yeah, for it's a very fighting mediocre game. fighting game. Everyone's yeah, got the exact yeah. same moves. It's like but the it's, same it's the kind of game that everyone can... It's very simple to figure out it because essentially... Yeah, it's not too hard to figure out what's going on, even though there is a lot of characters where... Like, if if you're playing, like, Peach or something like that, you need to understand how to, like, reflect. Oh, so you can, like... Yeah. yeah. Float and, all, and get away from shit. Well, and that, and like reflecting a lot My of My biggest issue is I'm only ever good at that game with characters I don't care about, like people from <laughs> Fire Emblem and stuff. Oh, uh, man. Kirby is my main. And, and I just keep playing Yoshi game. until I became good at it. Yoshi's Yoshi. Woolly World. Nice. Yep. Well, the original Yoshi's Woolly World, which was Yoshi's Story, that came out on the N64 as well. That I was played the crap out of that game, man. Yeah. That dude. game was so important to me. Oh, man. I oh, have my God. That game was so important to me. I have it on the end of the original console. I, <laughs> I, I love the soundtrack to that right? game. Yeah, it was uh, just Yoshi singing. And the Yoshis grew happier. And we just found the new intro to our podcast. <laughs> and Aaron doing the Yoshi story. Song, hey, right? wait a minute. Airport Road, the podcast. Oh, How far did we get into this? Oh, oh my God. That might be a new record. hour and 17 uh, minutes. That's pretty close, close podcast. My name's Ben. Uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Steven. And, and Connor's here. Yeah, don't, don't give out your gamer tag. <laughs> Aaron, where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, they can find me at Mr. Mixias Pitalik 123. That's M R M X Y Z P T L K. One, two, three. That's uh, my Steam, my uh, Xbox, my PSN, my Nintendo Network ID. And also, that's how you can find me on Google Play if you would like to play a game of Patchwork with me, which, holy crap, I am loving the shit out of that game, Patchwork. 
Uh, ben, where can they find you? Uh, the only places that matter for me online uh, that, I will, that are is, is Mudkip5000 on Instagram, where you can see pictures of my turtles and my current self-depression, and uh, <laughs> youtube.com slash airport road, where we post all the videos that we used to make together, and uh, some action figure vlogs, and just some funny stuff. Yeah. Steven, you want to get anything? No, I'm on the internet, but I don't do anything of relevance on the internet. Except this. I don't it's either. Zero. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Steven don't want to play with games, though, with nobody. I got it. Steven doesn't play games. Yeah. So. I play single-player games, guys. Oh, you over. Yep. When it comes to gaming, that's why the purpose of them for me. No, we're immediately leaving. Yeah, as soon as this ends, they're just taking up. We're never coming back. I'm not even waiting until it ends. I'm just going to jump over the couch. Steven, you haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Um, This one's for you, Morph. Mm Thank you.